All right, so we're back with another one of these bonus uh, Tell and Jerk episodes. Uh, with me today, I have Andrew from the Get Offset podcast. Uh, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm really excited for this. I think the stars align that we finally got this going. I uh, w- want to get you, you know, and maybe we can plan it more in advance, try and get you and Emily on for like an actual Tone Jerks episode. But these bonus ones have been a lot of fun. So uh, thanks so much for, yeah, you know, wanting to do this. It was kind of like, a, hey, are you free to record, man? <laughs> Yeah, I, I am free. I'm I'm excited to be here. You know, uh, we're recording this on a Friday night, so it's been long, long week of work, kind of kicking back with the brewski. I just had dinner. There you go. Hanging out, and this is my time to kind of wind my way into the weekend. Yeah, well, thanks for, uh, you know, your Friday night spending it with, you know, talking about, I don't know, guitars and random shit that we're going to get into. You want to talk about what? Yeah, what? No, dude. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so you're from the Get Offset podcast. You guys are... Uh, YouTube, Instagram, um, podcast, been kind of going and we haven't really crossed paths except for at NAM. And then, um, yeah, definitely on the 300th episode. I thought that was like for 60 cycle home. That was such a cool idea. I love that, that he was like, that's like one of the podcasts like them and maybe like, I don't know, uh, guitar knobs, like really of like bringing guitar podcasts together and bridging that gap. And I'm like, that's what we need to do more as like, you know, a smaller podcast. (laughs) I feel that. So I'm super stoked on this. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, get offset podcast. Uh, I don't know. I could. Uh, do you want to like you know little introduction of what that is? Yeah, a very brief overview of what the get offset podcast is. Is we uh, uh, we're a podcast that is doing our best to offset the status quo of gear culture in a positive direction. Mm-hmm. So we're we're here just to start conversations, talk about elephants in the room, kind of talk about some of the things that other people are. A little shy to talk about some of the more political stuff, um, everything from diversity and inclusion to the business ethics of cloning and so on and so forth. And uh, it's a lot of it's asking these questions and not necessarily having the answers and kind of having that journey. So it's not like a, a full on, you're wrong and let me tell you why. It's... We're going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> right. It's more just like having that conversation because sometimes, I don't know, bringing that up and making it not so um, taboo to talk about is good. You know, exactly. it make it kind of like levels it off a little bit. So definitely very cool podcast because, you know, you can listen to the tone jerks and get offset and not get, you know, uh, stole this from the tone control. You can listen to both and not get the same information at all, even though we're both guitar podcasts, you know? Yeah. <laughs> a different feel, different, uh, you know, different tempo over there. So it's definitely a lot of fun. Um, and, and yeah, what kind of made you want to start a podcast? Always kind of like bugging people about like not bugging, but like asking like what gun gave you the bug? Uh, you know, the funny thing is I never set out to actually do this. Uh, it was, oh man, we're going back about two years ago now. Mm-hmm. Uh, time flies. Uh, but uh, um, one of, uh, we originally had three hosts on the show and I was connected with the other guy that was going to host the show with us originally. And he's like, Hey, uh, I've got a podcast. Would you like to, um, would you like to be a guest host? And I was like, okay. I didn't know you had a podcast, Oh, nice. but sure. It, it just like completely out of the blue. I'd never podcasted before. I, uh, all I know is that I it was kind of dipping my toes in the, into the gear world and had been following it for a while, but was just starting to be like, hi guys, I'm watching from the corner. My name's Andrew. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm going to try and follow along. And uh, I think like sometimes when you're a guest on a podcast, it's like you don't want to step on people's toes. Although I should take that more often because I'll be on a, a guest and I'll just start talking. It's like, dude, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyways, uh, yeah. So uh, uh, he, he was like, I'm going to be hosting it with uh, my friend, Emily Harris. And I'm like, I'm like immediately like Google, uh, Facebook stalking Emily. I'm like, oh, <laughs> she lives in, oh, she lives in Seattle too. Okay. That's kind of cool. And uh, she just 
she had been working on a dog hair finish uh, yeah. on a guitar. I was like, okay, so she's like, she's into this. She knows what she's talking about. That's rad. Handy and definitely like involved in the community. Um, yeah, and it was uh, with Zachary Saucy. Yeah, right? that, that was Zach, the sauce, the sauce yeah. boss. <laughs> I am and... using, uh, I bought some, my headphones from him. <laughs> I'm using nice. now the MT50s. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a homie for sure. Yeah. And anyway, so it turned out they didn't have a podcast together and it, the, the conversation within like a week of just like random messaging turned from, well, we don't really actually have a podcast yet to, we don't know what we want to do. We just know that we want a podcast. I'm gotcha. like, all right, guys, let, let's talk about this. Like, let me help you out here. What, what do you guys want to talk about? What's your subject matter? And next thing you know, I was coming up with punny names for the show. And then they're like, you just want to do this show with us? Yeah, no, that's cool. It's kind of like inspiring it from like a really cool idea to just like, let's just fucking do it. And if we, you know, uh, crash and burn, then we do it and we will learn from it. <laughs> yeah. So it was a fun few months. We took a few months before we actually launched any episodes. I think we started talking about it in like April or so that year. And we didn't officially launch our first episode until November. Oh, damn. So we took a little bit of time. Part of that was life circumstances had all come up at individual points for all three of us. Totally. Uh, and we finally got around to it, kicked it off. Unfortunately, Zach left the show, uh, but Emily and I have been keeping it uh, strong and steady ever since. We haven't missed a week uh, of awesome, shows yeah. and since uh, a year and, about a year and a half now. Yeah, and then uh, you guys have been uh, trucking along, uh, you know, uh, doing the Instagram thing, doing the, uh, recently, I guess, in the last year, or at least towards the end of the tail end of last year, started like really kicking off on YouTube and, yep. uh, you know, doing demos and stuff like that and really like finding your stride. And, uh, you know, it's, it's cool. It's awesome. I think we probably, yeah, we're probably at similar, we maybe got a year on you guys, but it's, it was a similar thing where I wanted to start a podcast and Kyle didn't. So I just like, come on, come on, come on, just, just be a guest. Come on, buddy. Come on. And, do then, it. and then like, I had a couple other guests and then like, I'm like, I got nobody. Do I want to just do another one? He's like, ah, fuck it. Okay. And then we ended up being like the host <laughs> and the name was fucking stupid too. Cause it's like at that point. Uh, we had recorded a couple episodes, but we didn't have a name. So if you go back and listen mm. to like the first two or three episodes, we never actually mentioned the name of the show. <laughs> um, nice. So we had those recorded. So maybe we were a little opposite of you guys. We kind of just like, I think I had friends who, uh, a friend from work, she just inspired me to be like, just if you want to fucking do it, just do it. And she's like, it's, pro- it's probably going to suck ass. So just start it. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I like that. I like that because she's just like, just go, Brian, come on. <laughs> Fail fast, fail quickly, get it out of the way, and you'll be an expert before you know it. Exactly. So I like that inspiration from uh, my friend Jen. And she was just like, uh, definitely like, uh, I don't know, like probably the catalyst of the whole show. It's like I've been talking about it so long that she's like, just fucking do it. <laughs> that's some really great, that's some really great inspiration. I, I, I always admire that fake it till you make it attitude. Mm-hmm. But I, I won't admit how often I feel that attitude because I'm still trying to convince other people I'm not faking it. You're like, so. oh, like I'm, I'm falling down the stairs and landing gracefully is what I'm doing. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like that. That's I don't know, it's cool. So yeah, I always like hearing these stories, but stuff like that. And then um, yeah, I mean I, you know, really dig. I don't know, like kind of the aesthetic. If you guys go on your your guys' Instagram, it's like a lot of the videos and like photography and stuff like that is like a a huge aspect of it that you guys do. And it's like yeah, it's like really a, a keen eye. Do you have like a lot of background in that, or is it uh, Emily kind of doing that, or back and forth that you guys are doing? You know, the funny thing about the channel is speaking of faking it till I make it is I, I, I often find myself feeling like I'm writing Emily's coattails <laughs> because she does so much of it. Uh, I, I'm not even going to begin to, to try and like cop up to like, I do like 50% of the work. Honestly, she does a lot of, 
lot of the work for the channel and I'm on the back end and um, doing a little bit of other things. Um, but a lot of, a lot of what you see on the Instagram and the YouTube, making myself sound old, the YouTube, uh, yeah. a lot of that's Emily. So Emily's running the demo channel um, Very cool. in, exclusively by herself. That's everything you see is her home studio, her setup, her playing. Um, I mean, she's a phenomenal player and I think that's part of what sets her and I apart. Oh, no, you, 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 you can't talk yourself down. That's my job. I, I talk myself okay, down okay. My, my playing. <laughs> but no, uh, that's awesome. I mean, it's cool. It's like it's the yin and the yang. It's like you can't just say that one does all the work and the other. It's like uh, definitely support and being there and having it like I don't know, somewhat of a well, team. Well, and that's part cool. of what I think gives our show a lot of dynamic is we come from very different backgrounds in a lot of ways. Uh, I mean, she's she lived in Nashville for a long time. She's really d- dug into the, the um, country and that, that Nashville kind of scene. Uh, she's, uh, she's an atheist. And on the flip side is I'm this goody, good Christian kid who, uh, went to school to become a pastor who was, has been involved in churches and then also was in a metalcore band and, uh, kind of involved in the heavier scenes. Oh, nice. Uh, Is it kind of like, uh, trying to think of like under oath kind of deal? Like under oath is admittedly one of my favorite bands of all time. (laughs) You got me nailed down pretty good. Metalcore or even pop punk. You know, uh, Christian music is still really good. Like Reliant K, MXPX, well, some of my favorite bands. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a lot of what I I dig into, and uh, I I wouldn't put put myself in the far opposite camp from Emily in terms of like I I'm not I, I like to call myself a recovering conservative, mm-hmm. uh, and and just that I was raised super super conservative evangelical in a lot of ways, and I don't necessarily fall pretty squarely into that category, and I'm uh, definitely have explored a lot of my worldview and my theology uh since uh since high school since uh college even mm-hmm. so but we're still very different people and with very different experiences in the music industry and with very different uh experiences um even just as guitar players and I, i've worked retail worked for guitar center for a couple of years uh emily didn't do that i mean a lot of different angles that we each bring to the show and i think that gives us a whole lot of dynamic and allows us to actually have a proper conversation not just go like yeah, I think there should be more women playing in the industry. You too? Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I think that that's, yeah, no, totally. What, yeah, definitely when I like popped in, like pop in on episodes of the show, it's like, it's it's all about conversation. And it's really like, okay, seeing both sides of things of like, um, even if it's like, okay, maybe we don't agree about it or we don't think that way, but why would people think this way? That's a, definitely what right. I've gotten. And it's, uh, it's, you know, and like you, like you said, it's like, everybody's different. And I think that's, what's really cool. It's like, did you, do you play in church? Is that like, I know that's uh, I sound like an idiot. Now I sound like, like so <laughs> playing in church and PW stuff, right? <laughs> Praise and worship PNW. I am from the Pacific Northwest, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a transplant to the Pacific Northwest. Are you doing a lot uh, of, uh, like, uh, church playing right now or. Uh, so these days I've actually been, um, uh, I've been running front of house for my, the church that I go to. Oh, nice. A couple times a month. And that's been a nice change of pace. Uh, I mean, th- talking in terms of broad stereotypes, I was the the kid in mi- like sixth grade middle school. They're like, go sit at the soundboard, learn how that works. Right, and yeah. that's, <laughs> it was just like this old big ass Mackie analog soundboard. Yeah. Uh, it was just like a, a high, a mid and a low knob for each channel. And there was no use of any of the, the, the bus channels or the effects is just pure, no reverb, just this is church. Uh, and it's really funny thinking about how f- much farther that's come, but I have played, um, for a handful of churches, uh, but, and yeah, but even just being in front of house and like sound engineers, that's something that I'm like, I only can kind of guess what that world is. 
and then playing in bands and like if we play at like different venues my i just want to make things easy for the sound guy and that's my approach so i kind of just like in what i think of like okay giving them an an xlr signal that's you know that they can do make sure we're not too loud for them and stuff like that but like i don't know any of the trials and tribulations of sound engineers you know (laughs) and i think that's i mean that's coming from a big part of it because the whole show kind of relies on you (laughs) making sure you don't you know suck it up to a degree i mean i don't know i i I won't go as far as to say like i consider myself to be a professional engineer i'm definitely like i said i started off in middle school and a lot of what i know has just been pick up as i go Mm -hmm. definitely Uh, like trial by error and it's like i'm learning as i do it and i think that's yeah that's really cool and i think like that approach to even just playing uh, I think you know that side of things of how, like, yep. oh, this will be good if people do this. But I'm like, oh, you know, that 100 watt half stack, bro. <laughs> really? <laughs> Maybe plate verb on that was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, do you really need, you know, two 412s here? I mean, there's it's four, 50 size capacity bar. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah. Let's see. I'm going to do a, do a hard left here, but. Um, do it. Yeah. You you'd, uh, ran into this or like you were, you were kind of giving, giving a rundown on, on your latest episode. Who knows when this one's going to drop, but on your latest episode of the get offset podcast, you were giving a rundown like of your pedal board that you're building. Um, mm-hmm. but what amp and what's your guitar? What's yours? You know, the other situation of that, the pedal boards are always fun, but I'm like, what's, what's the rig? What's the rest of the rig? So the amp is on the rig. Uh, so the amp is, I, my recently acquired Strymon Iridium. Oh, okay. Are you using and- that at home too and stuff? Yeah, so I'm using that at home. Um, I I used I had two amps previous to this. And I sold one of them to help fund some gear, mm-hmm. and it's one of those like I kind of miss it, but I also know that it was not the greatest amp ever. And it's one of those like I, I'm so used to like having this mentality of I'm like I love making cheap shit sing and just like whatever gear I get my hands on, getting the best tones out of it. And I feel like that's one of those I've sorry to hit that point if i've played enough of the actually nice stuff i'm like okay this is actually kind of nice <laughs> yeah i mean there's some stuff that's just like actually fucking killer when it's like cheap gear it's like people mxr and boss but i'm like we've seen the praises of those they always sound good i mean okay a ds1 can easily sound like shit if, you, if you're ds1 good. only sounds good maxed <laughs> or it's like and then know, adjust your tone to taste but one, just dime it out and that's the only way that one sounds good and it's like okay i love the hell out of my julia chorus mm-hmm. but you're starting to sound like a praise and worship guitar player <laughs> i know but i you know the micro chorus from uh mxr sounds yeah. great it's one knob it's and it's yellow just with a stamped graphic of a black and you know like micro cars mxr i'm like those sound great anyway but um, yeah, you're mentioning the Strymon. Yeah, so I, I finally made the jump into like a proper fake amp and figured I'd go all the way in for it. And I spent months trying to figure out if I wanted to go for the Iridium, if I wanted to go for uh, like an HX Stomp that could do a little bit more for me. Mm-hmm. And I've just, I always fall back to this uh, this ethos of I hate screens oh. on pedals. I just, I absolutely loathe any pedal that's got a screen. Like I know, I vaguely know how to use them. I understand the concepts and I don't, I will never contest whether or not they sound good. We all know that a Strymon Big Sky sounds phenomenal. But there's, there's no concept, <laughs> like there's no contest. But yeah. I just I can't. It takes all of the magic out of it for me. It takes all the fun out of it for me. And I know that's such a snobby thing to say, but I'm so visual and I like having my hands on knobs and switches and mm. it just all and toggles and just all of that. 
just that's what inspires me to make sounds and even uh, one of my hesitations to jump into the land of maris honestly is even just having the secondary functions on each of the knobs is like wait this is no longer like visually in front of me yeah yeah now you have to like remember where the knobs are set on that second hold function and stuff like that and i was like oh shit. right <laughs> oh even some striving are like that i know the f- i have a flint and that one has like secondary options i'm like don't even touch them don't even touch them <laughs> <laughs> don't even think about it i know that they're there but i don't care well, okay. Well, to be fair, though, the, like the Strymon L cap, the secondary function with the the um, spring reverb, mm-hmm. that's actually a pretty nice set. And forget that I actually really, really like. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. I mean, Strymon stuff. I I really uh, did not give a shit about the you know uh, Iridium when it was when it came out. I'm like, bah, who cares? And then like I played it, and I'm like, this sounds fucking awesome. You don't have to do anything. It sounds great. <laughs> like I I was the opposite where I was like, I don't give a fuck. Whatever, and it's exp- kind of expensive. And I played it at NAMM. I'm like, dude, this is great. Oh my god, everybody's yeah. going. <laughs> so the the crazy thing to me, so the the Iridium is one of the first, uh, one of the first pedal demos that Emily did for the for the YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and, and I think that we was were, one of the ones that I did watch. Was well, thank her, you for watching. Was hers, and I'm like, and I'm like, you know, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, we we were both in it, and I know you guys did the demo, but I was like. Yeah, if you get sent something, they probably got, you know, they're going to say something good about it. I don't know, whatever. And then so I was like, and I'm like, those sound good, but whatever. And then Ryan did one, like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. And then when I played one, I'm like, oh my God, they were right. <laughs> like, I just need to get out of my own dumbass head. <laughs> right. Well, so Emily sent me the recording, and so we were able to release the uh, the demo the day that it was announced to the public. Totally. And so extrapolating from that a little bit, you can decide whether or not we had our hands on it and we're talking about it before the rest of the world knew about it. Yeah. And so I it, it had been listening to the, the demos that Emily was sending over to me. She's like, what do you think about this? And uh, how does this sound? And, and I was listening to it, I'm like... I mean, this sounds pretty decent, but I feel like I'm a little underwhelmed. I, I, I didn't, I wasn't sold on it entirely. And then, uh, believe it or not, I managed to miss, like every time I got to a booth, I ended up playing the Milkman, the amp, mm-hmm. uh, it Nam, and I never got to play it. It, I think I'm maybe briefly at one booth and I couldn't hardly hear it, Yeah. Uh, but I finally went ahead and just ordered it because Emily sw- loves it. She keeps gigging with it. She swears up and down and like, it sounds pretty, pretty decent in the demos and you know, I'm just going to go for it. The folks at Strymon are incredible people and worst case scenario. I mean, the resale no, value, you'll the get resale value it. means no I, I, there's no way for me to lose. Yeah. It's like, okay, just try it. And, uh, worst case scenario, you're like, okay, maybe I'll try a uh, cab Zeus or I'll try, um, uh, going the stomp, which is actually a great route too. stomp is like another one that I was like, who fucking cares? And right. Then I heard right. It, I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> So, but the, so I, I figured I was going to end up liking it uh, a decent amount, but I, I was telling myself as I was unboxing this, like, this is going to be good, but this isn't going to replace the sound or the, like, this isn't going to replace pushing air for me. And I've got, um, the amp that I did keep, uh, is this carbon hundred watt, like Marshall clone. <laughs> is it the V? It's an XV 100. There you go. Yeah. So it's like somewhere between a Marshall and a Mesa because it's got the five band EQ graphics, uh, the graphic EQ with the sliders in the yeah. front. Um, and it's just, it's a beast of an amp. And it, it, when you, when I get an excuse to turn up past, uh, past one, I, I really love feeling that sound of pushing air. So I was like, nothing's going to beat that, but this will be a close second. I can, I can put in headphones after everybody else in the house has gone to sleep. I don't have to bug anyone. This makes it easier to record when I go back to playing at church and 
I plugged in the Iridium and I threw in some headphones and I strummed and immediately was like, oh, you're kidding me. It's no, it's that good. And I haven't turned on my Carvin. My Carvin's just like not turned on. It's not even, I took it out of my gear room. It's just not in here anymore. Mm -hmm. It wasn't worth the space in, especially in comparison to this little thing. Yeah. That's like four by four inches. I mean, it just sounds so angrily. It makes me upset. That it sounds so good because I didn't want to. I didn't want to buy into it to that level. I just wanted it for the convenience and being the having the good enough factor. Yeah, I mean, you you come from like. Uh, I mean, did you used to play in hardcore bands or just a fan of that music? <laughs> uh, mostly a fan. I did have a. I I wasn't a, a in a hardcore band that played one show and one show only, and one and I done. That's a, all you need. <laughs> a little bit of our music is still floating around on YouTube at my on my old bandmates channel. There you go. Uh, if you dig deep enough. And <laughs> I, it, we weren't good. Let's put it that way. We, it was just one of those. I had a, I had a purple mohawk at the time. Yes. <laughs> that I then changed to a bleached mohawk and the, the cutoff like cargo shorts and the tank tops and the vans and the calf socks and the <laughs> fake gauges. Cause I couldn't bring myself to actually stretch my ears. And I mean, it was, there you go. That's a scene, man. Yeah. The unnecessary fucking probably like, leather bands or arm sweat bands for no reason that you're like yes <laughs> <laughs> vaping right before as it was starting to become a thing and <laughs> um but yeah no that that's that, that's awesome but i mean like okay so you come from then and even going to shows and stuff like that so you know like half stack loud amps that's what we need to be <laughs> you yeah. know and then so you get into these like more modeling digital world i don't know whatever you want to call it striving thing modeler whatever um uh you know amp re replacement kind of deal and you're like man this actually does sound pretty good <laughs> I, you know it it, it killed and like the marshall sound on this is just so just absolutely tight it's super killer and having the the room knob is the thing that sells me on the entire iridium is that being able to control how much room noise you get totally because every other everything else i've played like depending on um how, how the length of the uh, the ir yeah uh you don't really get that full room noise yeah see i'm like barely figuring out with irs and stuff like that the length of them and stuff like that i'm like okay uh, i gotta figure that out but i'm like it, it's a very cool option especially for like you know you're playing at home and you're recording as well you could actually even just mess around with demos on logic or whatever and you're like oh plug it directly into your interface no problem miking cabs at home sucks <laughs> oh absolutely i mean and especially when you want to be able to crank it up to that sweet spot mm -hmm. and you're like and how many minutes can I get away with this until the cops knock on the door? <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, if you, you have family at home, they're like, yeah, I mean, okay, this is cool. I like guitar playing is nice, but it's like, I like it nicer if it's like a little lower, please. <laughs> Quick. The family went to the grocery store. Crank it. <laughs> <laughs> they're running errands. Ah! It's like a no! mad dash down the hallway. <laughs> this is not like, a drill. This is like the $6 million man. Ah, I gotta go. <laughs> oh man. But okay. So you're kind of ampless rig but the iridium that's not like there's no slouch for sure you know and, and i could not be happier and i i seriously not that i ever doubted the folks at strymon but i really didn't think that this is how i was gonna ultimately feel i wasn't i didn't think i was gonna be this enamored and yet here i am yeah i mean there's always the everybody's big debate and well, which one is best is it the, the ajax stop or the iridium i'm like it, they're all sound good. They're fine. They all sound fucking good. Okay, just fucking pick one or don't. Who cares? <laughs> you know, it's like it's we've funny. come a long way since the bean. Totally, totally. <laughs> but uh, what what guitars are you rocking? Well, specifically, I'm gonna kind of get at that Jennings. That thing's fucking sick. 
Yeah, so we can talk the Jennings. So I've got, uh, I got, I talked Je- uh, Chad Jennings into building me a guitar uh, with some very particular specs to it. Yeah, no, it's it's like it's a fucking killer, uh, killer offset, right? <laughs> yeah, so it is an offset. So it's his, um, uh, it's his nav, not Navigator. Oh my goodness, Voyager Deluxe. Nice. Okay, Navigator's is uh, Tele Styles. Yeah. No, uh, so it's a Voyager Deluxe. So it's a semi-hollow offset build. This one's got a Bigsby on it. I've got a set of Lambertones uh, cremas in it, uh, which were gifted to me by uh, Curtis right when we were starting the show off. Nice. Those um, are I've, I've heard a lot about those and heard you guys talking about them. Are they kind of more of a the humbucker? Is it kind of more PAF kind of deal? Or it's like it's a low output PAF kind of style. Nice. So it you, you still get a little bit of that humbucker kick, but it's so the clarity is unreal. Yeah, and I've, I've been totally digging low output humbuckers lately i've i've always loved like single coils for that kind of clarity and playing ambient or even just like cranking up the spring reverb and just kind of chunking out some pentatonic riffs Mm -hmm. and just kind of that that huge room sound that is always really fun but yeah i mean i always thought thought like single coils lacked the um the chug factor that comes into play sometimes for my music, and if like that's where a single coil, I'm like, damn, I would play my jazz master all the time if I can get it to like chug correctly. Oh well, you're not doing it right then, because jazz masters will get there in a live situation. It can, but when I, I have recorded <laughs> it, I'm like, dude, it sounds like blank, 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 blank. I'm like, damn. And a lot of people have said that. I'm like, no, they kind of do. I'm like, yeah. And I, are you the kind of guy that uses the rhythm circuit on a jazz master? I do not. No, I actually have a gun, oh. gun street wiring harness, and where I got had him get rid of that, and it actually has a phase switch in there now. So mm. I'm actually using that switch. <laughs> well, I'll I'll forgive you for your transgressions, but that's that's the that's one of the things I love the most about a good jazz master, which is one of the other guitars I have up on the wall. Um, all the purists will gasp. Sorry, Mike Adams. So it is a classic player. Yeah, those uh, are so the a, MIM ones, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. no, those, are, those are solid. Yeah, they came out with a really cool line with that. Yeah, I, I rather like mine, and I recognize that it's not the same vintage spec, but it's the only Jazzmaster I've ever owned, and I've just come to really love this particular one quite a bit. Was so was it those ones? Were they like the uh, pickups? They weren't Jazzmaster pickups? Were they humbuckers instead, but in Jazzmaster? Or am I just making those up? I think you might be thinking of something else. I mean, these ones are definitely this, the, the... Ryan, you are stupid. <laughs> I, 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 that sound that rings a bell, but I don't think this I is I thought it. that was the big stink about it is that it, like, these aren't jazz. I'm like, well then put jazz master pickups in it. No, uh, one of the big stinks is that, uh, is, uh, the, the, the bridge okay. uh, or the, the Trump, the spacing between the, the bridge piece and the tremolo is it's closer on a classic player Oh, uh, to okay. give you a better break angle, which is so, theoretically was supposed to be this, uh, like really great update to a vintage spec. Jazzmaster. At least that's what Fender, to, to the best of my knowledge, that's what Fender was thinking when they released it, and then they did, and all the peers are like, "Whoa, we don't like that." And oh, right, feels, wrong, or indifferent, it feels it, different, right? Like- it feels different, and a lot of one of the things that a lot of Jazzmaster players um, like to do is rake the strings on the back there, and it's just it's a very different sound and feel when you go and do that. Uh, I mean, you'll see every once in a while, like a Jazzmaster will have a pickup actually behind the bridge for that purpose yeah no no totally uh it's the guy from wilco i believe mm, i've seen that that sounds right Niels I, Klein. i should know I, I believe i've seen him do that and we're like what <laughs> and then i'm like i i haven't gigged with my jazz master in a while but i, I did that heavy for a while and i love the sound of it and i never really had a problem with i don't know the bridge as much as people uh 
claimed that it was such a problem? I think because I have a Mustang saddle is the thing. Mm. And yeah, so like it's yeah, no, it's it's cool. Definitely dig the Jazzmasters. And when I had friends who when those came out, a bunch of my friends loved them and started getting them. I'm like, dude, this is killer. It's like half the price. <laughs> so back to the Jennings. Anyways, yes, yes. Keep it on beautiful Jennings. So you're doing a better job of hosting this than I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing great. So, so all right. So the Jennings. So I've talked a little bit about the specs. It's just a it's a uh, one tome, one volume. Uh, with the Bigsby on it, super straightforward. But here's where it gets fun. And I did I get a chance to show you when I don't think I had it with me at the party. Mm-mm. I think I've seen uh, pictures of it only. So the finish and the just the overall aesthetics of it is where I really started to fall in love. And kind of this turned into like my own, not like it's it's a Jennings, but this is my Jennings. This isn't something that you would see like I don't think Chad's done anything else like this. Is so it's a like bright neon orange uh, finish on it. Yeah, yeah, like construction kind of deal. Yeah, it's in that ballpark of like super in your face. Uh, you can't miss it, uh, orange. But then with a uh, white dog hair filler on the the pores of the wood. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. That's an awesome. So one. the so it pops out, and then it's got the double white binding, the the white, uh, and then the uh, matching headstock, and the fretboard is uh, rosewood, then bound, and then uh, white binding and blocked with mother of pearl inlays. Oh shit, that's sick. So it's. <laughs> Like these big fat blocks on the fretboard. I just, I, I love everything about the aesthetic of this. Um, it just all comes together really nicely. The, the, I think the white dog hair part of it is what really, really fills it in for me. Pun intended. Yeah, no, that's that's fucking awesome. It's like, um, what was like? I don't know. I guess like leading up to it, because you kind of like probably worked with Chad a lot about like mm-hmm. this is what I want. This is what I want to do. Is like leading up to it's probably like waiting for Christmas. <laughs> I bet. Oh yeah. You know, and the funny thing is, so Chad's like, all right, I'll build you the guitar. Uh, let's do this. Uh, what do you want to do? And, uh, I was like, okay, I want it to be orange. And he's like, you sure? <laughs> he's like waiting for you to like change your mind. Huh? Like, are you, you're, you're, are you kidding? Like, why would you want to do orange? That seems like a, and I'm like, dude, you just got to trust me. Orange is my favorite color ever. Uh, I've always wanted Chad, an orange this guitar. is not a phase. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, got, it's who I am. You got eyeliner and like a lip ring. It's not a face. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I love the like in your face colors of guitars. It's like and going against like the normal. Well, part of it's that and part of it so part of it's just like kind of wanting to stand out. Part of it is orange legitimately is just one of my or it just is my favorite color. And there's uh, not a lot of guitars, at least like there hasn't been a lot of guitars in orange. There's some vintage fenders, uh, yeah, the Capri, specifically yeah. some of the, uh, you see Capri orange or you'll see, um, uh, like a orange racing stripe on mm. a lot of the older offsets, like some of the older Mustangs and whatnot. And oh, yeah, totally. at one point in time, that was kind of like a alternative color option. And then we saw, um, uh, what shade, oh, it, it was Capri orange, um, uh, where they, uh, they just re- uh, last few years they did the supersonics. Or the, the Duosonics? Yeah. And then um, I think they started doing the Mexican ones uh, recently um, in more standard gu- guitars like Tele Strats and then mm-hmm. the basses too. I'm like, right. oh man. <laughs> so, it was and like, this isn't quite Capri orange, but I mean- But just, it is an orange and you don't see a lot of them. Right. You don't see a lot, but it's always been kind of that sleeper color. And I've been joking for a couple months now that like orange is the guitar color of 2020, trying to convince everybody. Uh, and I, I think I finally- lost that battle when I uh, got a chance to sit down with Yvette Young at NAMM and with her her bright lime slime green guitar I'm like okay that is pretty that's pretty rad no her guitar is sick 
I'm like, dude, I'm I, I'm not like for or against playing signature models, but I'm like, I I was like, oh, I'd rather have my own thing, you know. And but that one's like, damn, I want that guitar so bad. <laughs> and she she's a totally different player and way more capability than I would ever have. But I'm like, damn, like. Like what? Like when watching her play, I'm like, damn, I would never be able to play that. That, but I could play some shitty punk rock on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I got power chords for days, man. <laughs> <laughs> Only need one finger to play and drop D. Yeah, <laughs> like I can make your guitar sound like shit. You <laughs> <laughs> plug it into those DS one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll try and get pictures. Maybe I'll like put it in the in the. Yeah, in, I'll send you some pictures. In, I am so of this. Yeah. So happy that Chad came around. He's like, "All right, if you're sure, if you promise to love it and to to take it out and give it a bath once a week, and yeah, <laughs> make sure to take it for walks and care for it. Change the strings like at least once a year. <laughs> I um, I'm coming to the tail end of my Equits build, and I'm very excited about it. Oh, and it's very, like, oh shit, it's it's happening. Uh, mine was similar in the fact that I had like specs that uh, Kevin's like, <sighs> yeah." <laughs> I have an Evertune in mine, single uh, humbucker, and um, some of these things I was like very, very much a dealer's choice. I'm like, okay, you pick it out, whatever. And um, he picked out uh, Righteous Sound pickups, and I kind of just like, okay, give me a, like a low output humbucker. And so he picked, mm-hmm. he worked uh, with that guy on that because they're they're homies. I'm like, okay, um, and then he's like, okay, I'm gonna outfit it with outfit it with string joys. What kind of string joys? I'm like, I've never played them, so you decide <laughs> like the side these are what i like 1052s and then i don't know they do round cores different whatever so i'm like figure it out that's kind of cool i like that aspect but the the one thing i was like okay uh evertune and that's that i want it a weird color he's like and you he, know i he, just got on the string joy train too yeah so i will have my first pair and so i'll be able to try them out but um yeah it was like okay i wanted a weird color weird color and an evertune and the rest of it like he kind of uh, built uh, the Raybird around that. He was kind of picking, do you want orange? I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. But I don't know. Like, I think I was seeing, he's like, eh, it might be too matchy-matchy with your amps. Because I have all orange amps. <laughs> Respectable. All orange amps. My bass amps are all orange. Guitar amps, heads, everything's orange. I am just like, I understand that there are other brands. I I, I know that they exist, <laughs> you know, but orange is, out my, there. Is, is my thing. And um, and he's like, that might be too matchy-matchy. And so we're going purple. So we're going purple nice I, I, i'm i'm in a i'm in a pattern where I, I think a lot of my guitars are pastel all right uh like easter egg colors <laughs> it's like <laughs> my, uh you know kind of a pastel pink i have a, like a baby like light blue like kind of, kind of robin's egg blue and so he's going pastel like purple and i'm very excited about it and now it's coming together so i'm kind of in that mode where you were maybe in december where you're like oh it's coming to the end of it i'm like oh shit <laughs> are you getting any of those like those cold feet kind of thoughts like oh maybe i should oh you know what if i is it too late for me to change ah do i stick do do i do i stick to my gut feeling do i or do i change oh but if i change am i gonna regret not sticking to my gut feeling do you have any of those kind of feelings coming up or Uh, not really i think a lot of it is like okay i think i was thinking of like should i try and like add more pickups to it other than just a single bridge i'm like i never use that so no (laughs) and then um just hitting up uh, Sean at Gun Street. I'm like, okay, I want him to build a harness for it because mostly um, Kevin's like, I can wire up a harness. I don't need, you know, his first, his thing is like, I know how to do that, Brian. I can figure this out. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, I want Sean. So he sent, Sean sent him one. He's like, wow, this looks really great. <laughs> and so he's like, I'm excited <laughs> to put this in because I play the, just a single volume with a jumbo on and off switch. Mm-hmm. It's just like, almost like you have on an amp. 
I have Sean do Use those. it like a kill switch or? I, yep, just kill it. I don't use like stutter switch. I just like, I just been in the habit of every time I'm done with a song, either recording or on stage, I just kind of flip it off. All right. Whenever I play other guitars that don't have that kill switch option, I'm like, I find myself just fl- fl- flicking at air. I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow. I think I need to have these on more guitars. So I'm like that with my volume. I was anytime I play like um, on stages at the end of every song, mm-hmm. uh, unless I'm intentionally letting some feedback roll in between in between numbers, I, I roll off the volume entirely or, or kill it with a volume pedal. Um, just like somewhere like make sure it's dead because yeah. all I, all it takes is one too many of those accidentally plucking a string while the singer's like you're at a rock show get up make some noise i'm like oh (laughs) the delay pedals on ding 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 yeah (laughs) you're gonna leave all that decay on and just keeps going just ruins the like the the whole vibe and you're like and well we were gonna have a mosh pit (laughs) all right yeah i was uh yeah you're an orange guy uh you know your color you need to get an orange amp dude (laughs) you know (laughs) that's one of those little baby one maybe that that falls into the category of uh, X Files of I want to believe. Uh, I I so badly want to find an orange amp that I fall in love with, and it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I don't know if I'm playing the wrong ones or it's I I know it's like an acquired taste or it's a little bit different, and I'm just kind of waiting for it to hit me and be like, this is the one, this is it. I'm taking it home. I don't I don't care. Like this is going home with me today, and this is my amp for forever on out, and that just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I think I was the opposite where I like I kept seeing them, um, and I hated them. I hated the way they looked. I thought it was so stupid. I'm like, I they look so they, they just stand so out, and they like we get it. Your company's named Orange, and you're gonna have Orange. And then when I tried, I'm like, oh my god, this is it. <laughs> and they're I granted they're totally not for everybody. It's that like mid range hump that it's like we got mids on mids and mids for you. Do you would you like some more mids? We have that. <laughs> right. Well, and I tend to I'm gonna say the one thing that no guitar player should ever own up to but i i I find myself especially if i'm just playing by myself at home scooping the mids Mm -hmm. and i know you're not like that's the taboo thing to say but that's just kind of some of the sounds i enjoy and so when i get down behind an orange and i find myself trying to dial out what makes them so magical in the first place yeah and Um, like and admittedly a lot of the orange amps like that eq does jack shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I set th- it to fives across the board and I call think, it a day. I think they're dummy knobs. You know, they don't do anything. <laughs> eh. But no, totally. I, I was just giving you shit. I'm like, one of these days, no, a little, maybe a little boy, baby, orange baby powered amp. It should be on your rig just to have it. We'll you know? see here. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not terribly, uh, like I said, like I haven't ruled it out by any stretch of the imagination mm-hmm. and I haven't necessarily played a lot of the more expensive ones. So we'll see what we get around to. But in the meantime, uh, my Iridium, I think is going to be, yeah, you, be you, you got enough amp there for, for a long time. <laughs> yeah. You got, you got it for the, for the whole room, for the whole class. <laughs> but Listen here, boys and girls. <laughs> you got enough we of have that, an amplifier. Really to share with everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> didn't didn't want to forget to mention, uh, so another hard, you know, hard turn here, uh, Fox Cairo. So it's a, a company that you started, the company that you run. Um, it's like yeah. pedal toppers and uh, I might do a shitty job, but it's like pedal toppers for volumes, waz, boss pedals, stuff like that. And you kind of do like a custom job and you kind of do, is it? Uh, skateboard grip tape on them so you're kind of like adding that so it's not just like wood toppers you know yeah exactly so how how much time you want me how how deep you want me to go on this i don't know okay uh what just a brief overview of what you guys do and you know i guess what made you want to even start a company because i have no idea what goes into that so <laughs> this falls into the category of someone again was asking some questions about like hey i was thinking about this what do you think and they're asking uh 
someone was saying a friend of mine was thinking about making some pedal toppers because he's a woodsmith um, or not woodsmith, uh, woodworker, carpenter. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and so what do you think? Like, what are some things you think would be cool to do for um, for a pedal topper? And I'm like, well, other people already do the wooden pedal topper thing. And I've never really that idea hasn't always resonated with me as something that I'd want my board. Yeah. I see um, it's like creation does a lot of them. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. That's one company. A uh, groundswell is another one. And that, okay. I'll be, I, I'm going to contradict myself a little bit here. I particularly really love the ones that groundswell does. It's a, I actually really love the aesthetic uh, and the, the wood choices that uh, the guy at groundswell gets uh, is they're just the wood grains really always just on point. And I actually really, really dig mm-hmm. that. But, the holdup for me is I was having this conversation is like, they're all so slick yeah. and you're, you're replacing like a, a like a, a, like a rubber or like a rubberized grip tape kind of topper with something that's super slick. Uh, the, if any of the ones that are carved, you don't necessarily, it's not necessarily super clear what the carving is. Some of them are more so than others. Um, and then the, the price is what really got me is like, am I going to spend 50 or 60 or 70 bucks on a topper? And I'm like, and my from where I was at that all is $40. <laughs> right. I mean, it's getting into that, that realm. And so I'm like, well, what would I do differently? And so I started brainstorming and thinking, and the, my buddy's like, yeah, they're not really looking at going down that route, but it sounds like you really like this idea. And it was one of those that kind of just stumbled upon me. Like, wait a minute. What if I, I'm just going to take this and run with this. If your buddy doesn't want this. All right. Uh, <laughs> So I got this idea, man. <laughs> I mean, I, it's not like someone gave me that. Like, I came up with the idea in my head as someone was asking me some leading questions. It kind of just hit me. So I spent the next few months after that uh, doing some R&D, and I ended up coming up with um, addressing some of uh, one of, some of the questions and really kind of nailing down what I think would be an ideal topper. And I'm really proud of what I've come up with. The idea is you can get whatever you want printed on it. Uh, it's a full range of color. So the idea is express yourself we're all artists and it doesn't just have to be our sonic art, but for a lot of us, what's on our pedal board is part of what's, in, what's inspiring to us. It's just part of a larger experience and recognition of what makes us human. Yeah, totally. I'm like looking at my board right now and I have, you know, a bunch of custom pedals from like my pedals, copper sound. I have, you know, the barefoot buttons. I have a sticker on an Altoids tin for picks. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that we all do. And this is just, this is another Avenue where we can do that uh, and just kind of add some, some pieces of flair mm-hmm. uh, to, to your pedal board. Uh, the other thing is uh, other two things are uh, I really wanted to have something with grip because I've always hated anytime I felt like my foot was starting to slip and I'm, you're already standing on one foot and then you're going for a volume sw- swell or um, full on abusing a wah wah like Kirk. Yeah. Damn it. And <laughs> you, you just don't want your foot to slip, screw up the song or whatever. And so I, I uh, ended up sourcing um, this really heavy duty grip top for it. Yeah, that, uh, that's a super killer idea. I did that um, uh, for my Ernie Ball volume pedal earlier. Uh-huh. I found this like pink grip tape on thing on Amazon or something like that. It was yeah, skateboard yeah. grip tape, and I just cut it really crappily with like I have my scissors here. <laughs> it's like child safe <laughs> scissors. What the love fuck? it? Did you bite this to cut it? But it it was like oh, it looked cool enough that people are like, what is that? Every time I post a picture, I'm like what is that? I'm like oh, it's just grape tape from you know. And exactly. Like, like that makes so much sense. Yeah, so I grew up, I grew up in Southern California and I grew up skating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was just kind of something I did. I still have uh, one of my decks from when I was a kid. And 
I don't really do as much anymore. I mean, Washington isn't quite as friendly to that slash. I just, yeah, I'm in San Diego and I don't do it because uh, I don't want to fall. <laughs> I mean, <again laughs> That's kind 31 of... years old. I'm like me falling now will fuck things up a lot more than when I was like 19 years old. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's it, I wasn't gonna admit that, but now that you've said, it, I guess I'll admit that too. Uh, but I mean, so I grew up skating. I'm very very familiar with the idea of grip tape, and that's kind of how I got into this. Is like this is very much like bits of me are just kind of in the design of what makes this topper uh, functional, and that's one of them. And the last thing is a combination of stage safety and the my inner four-year-old is they all glow in the dark yes i've been seeing that that's very cool so you have all these custom designs and options that you could do and then uh you know it's like yeah they're glow in the dark so you know when the stage gets dark you know where your volume pedal is <laughs> yeah you, yeah you throw your band logo in there throw a, 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 if you've got a kid and you want them to draw you something and be like the, my kid's part of what inspires me like uh, any number of those things those are all things that have been done mm-hmm. and I, I just, I, I'm here to help people try and take that next step of, uh, and just enjoying what they do that much more. Yeah. And if you, I mean, I'm sure they're not like a, a huge, uh, markup. It's like, I don't know. It's like, it's not going to be like $80 <laughs> to get one, but it's like, Oh, you can toss it on there. And like, Oh, you totally can change a boring. Cause I'm looking, I have a wah pedal that I'm like, I, it, I just, I have it covered in tape now so that I can see where the wah part is. I'm like, Oh, I should probably get one of your, your little toppers there. <laughs> Yeah, so I've I've intentionally tried to keep my prices down. Uh, right now, we're, they're going for uh, twenty five bucks plus shipping. There you go. And then if you want, there's a couple of artists that I've worked with uh, a handful of times that are more than happy to take commissions for artwork. For sure. Uh, if if you want them to design something custom for you, or you can design your own. Yeah. Uh, either way, and uh, if you want to commission someone to do that, that's between you and them as far as the cost of that artwork. But as far as the topper itself, uh, twenty five bucks plus shipping is more or less what my flat fee is right now. Do people just need to send you uh, PNGs, uh, JPEGs, high quality, something like that, and then you'll be able to... Uh, if you've got a graphic design background, I'm more than happy to work with uh, getting a file to you where you can mock it up, and that way I'm all good to, to get it going. Or uh, I, I don't know what uh, the designers charge, but I mean, they're like 5 10 20 bucks, absolute tops. Yeah, so uh, you, you can get something completely custom-made, even if you have no background in it, and it's okay, like 40 bucks, something like that. It's not that big a deal. And then no, that's, that's if you want to go like totally ham, like I want a full blown. <laughs> yeah. I had this idea in my head and I want a designer and take it and run with it. Totally. That's awesome. And it's like, yeah, you're kind of just making, uh, I don't know, making them available. It's something fun. It's like, I don't know. It's like you even just, uh, I mean, obviously not to like compare it, but I'm going to fucking do it anyways. Uh, you know, a custom guitar compared to like, I'm going to customize my pedal. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's still a fun experience and you're going to, you're bringing that to the people, you know, <laughs> definitely like forward customer thinking experience, you know, like the the customer experience. And I'm sure that comes from work in retail. You know, you have repeat customers. If they're happy, then, you know, you're happy, you know? Yeah. No, I've got, I've got a couple of people who, uh, who've come back. I, I think I've got a guy, an order that's in right now. It's this gentleman's sixth topper. <laughs> I think it's six or seven. Yeah, uh, since he started ordering, and um, a super loyal customer, but been he's been happy every single time. He's gotten something different every single time, and uh, the newest one that's going to be headed his direction here very soon is uh, for a new new de- uh, design that we are going to be officially supporting here soon is for the Helix. Oh, for which? Oh, for, for yeah, for okay, line uh, six Helix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know why in my head I just thinking stomp. I'm like, are you covering the whole thing? <laughs> 
No, no, so not not a stop. No, the, the, yes, so the, the, yes, the helix the, line. That's the floor the, model. The the helix. Oh, totally. So that's dude. That's a hell of a fucking market. Yeah, get that going. <laughs> so I'm super stoked to get that going, and that's one I've been wanting to get to for a while because uh, one of the things I hear from my uh, friends who own helixes is this is great, but it looks just like the next guys. Yeah, and especially if they're playing um, either. Uh, gigging or they're at the same church and maybe like you know three of the guitar players or two two of them have the same thing you're like oh bro oh, okay right right I, so I they, guess uh, we're, we're twinning we're like the jeep guys who wave at each other but it's like also still it's like i still want to be a little different <laughs> yeah yeah so spend the 25 bucks and uh throw a, a fresh top around there with some uh, your own design uh it glows in the dark you got still got that heavy duty grip the one that comes uh the the topper that's on the helix is that like grip tape kind of feel mm -hmm. so you're, you're still in the same territory of that nice good feel underneath your feet yeah but it's now your a little bit of individuality and stuff like that it's like i don't know i i am i totally nerd out on all these accessories and stuff like that like dude i love the fucking shit out of barefoot buttons they're so boring yeah. people say you don't need those I'm like no i don't but i like them <laughs> and, and if you want, if it's not for you, that's fine. There's no need to knock. Like this is part of what inspires people. This is part of the fun of it. And I think there's absolutely, there's definitely absolutely nothing wrong with that. I mean, this is what we're all in it for. And if it's what floats your boat by all means, like that's what I'm here for. Yeah. It's the, uh, a friend of the show, guest of the show is Johnny Ray. He's the adage of, that's okay. More for me. <laughs> it's like more for you or more for me. If they, if you, there's some, somebody does something that, you know, you don't like, that's cool. More for you. If you do something that they don't like and I'm like, Oh, I think that's stupid. That's fine. More for me. <laughs> something that we say a lot at uh, get offset is uh, play what inspires you. And I think that's, that's always going to be something that sticks with me as uh, this, this proverb of sorts that guides what I think is okay and what's not. And you see people with like these kind of like cheaper pedal boards and not necessarily the boutique, but they're happy with it and they're making some great, like that's what inspires them. Why in the world would I sit over here? Like, mm, I don't see any boutique overdrives on there. That's an SD one. Mm -hmm. Like, and you get those people like on the, like on different gear pages or what I'm like, Oh, shut yeah. Up. You see that shit all the time. It's, or it's like, um, I mean, there's just the debate of like, you know, oh, why, why are you playing that? Why do you only have that kind of guitar? I'm like, I don't know. Because I like it. That's why. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you should never have to apologize for that. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, I'm definitely a big, uh, you know, offender here because I play, you know, punk rock bands and I have a fractal. So <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> and people see that like, okay, you know, most of the bands that we play with play like, you know, JCM 2000s and just like a tube screamer. I'm like, yep, that's all you need. Yeah. And in, in the flips, then I, the, the flip side of that virtue is if you just want to play like the pretty standard praise and worship, like pedal board, or you got your uh, couple Strymon pedals and your Julia and your King of Tone and a morning glory and in your pog and, and your VP junior and like, cool. If that's what inspires you, like by all means, people make some great music with that kind of gear. I don't care if it's quote unquote mainstream. Like you don't have to be like this Jack white. Look at me. I, yeah. I'm different. Two chains kind of attitude. Like just do you. And if it happens to be other people doing great and if it's not, that's fine. Yeah. And a lot of those things are like are standard because they work really well for that. <laughs> it's like, you always want to try and be different and try and do something off, you know, off the beaten path. But a lot of times that just works. Yeah. And I, I say that knowing that I'm podcasting using a, a Sennheiser E609 which isn't even supposed to be a vocal mic. That's but, meant for a guitar, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> but I'm rolling with it, so. Are you insane? 
<laughs> this isn't even possible. How did you even have a podcast without right? a podcast mic? Just lost like half my pet, my Patreon followers. All right, we're, we're rambling. I love it. It's these. I, I always like make these to like let's do a half an hour. It ended up being like almost an hour. But uh, let's uh, let's get the plugs in before we uh, bring it in for a landing. Andrew, where can people find out more about you, Fox Cairo, Get Offset? Let's do the plugs. Give it to me. All right, uh, Get Offset. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We actually do have a Facebook group if you want to have a little bit more focused discussion. Uh, we actually. Uh, always do a um a graphic feed where we post pictures of everything we talk about in the uh during the podcast episode so you can kind of follow along yes yeah, so that's always and, very cool I, I think uh uh friend of the show friend of both shows jason fuzzmonger is like oh brian why don't you do like something like get off such so i'm like I don't, uh, that's a lot of work they 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 do their due diligence <laughs> and i like that but I, yeah, I mean, it, 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 I, one of the things I really like about it is not just being able to visualize as you watch the podcast, um, mm-hmm. but also it get, opens up opportunities for people to jump and say, hey, actually, I really liked what you said here. I, I didn't really agree with what you said here, but help me understand. And it's a really great time for uh, and place for us to have that kind of further conversation. Uh, totally. It's always it, open for conversation in the group. Yeah, it's, we a, don't, it's a fun group. I'm in there. I'm. I um, I lurk for sure. I'm in there every once in a while, but uh, and lots of cat cat memes too. Totally, uh, we, we like our days. cats. Yeah. Um. So you can find us there uh, in YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube, and then the podcast itself is wherever podcasts are found. Totally, wherever you're listening to this on, you will find them as well. Uh, Fox Cairo got a Facebook page, got an Instagram, and a Twitter, and a website. Uh, oh, I forgot. Cat Offset has a website too. Uh. So getoffsetpodcast.com and uh, foxcairo.com. Mm-hmm. Fox Cairo, actually the front page I'm really, really, really proud of. Uh, I'm not a like website design guy by any stretch of the imagination, but I've got a fun little video montage right in the front page. Uh, <laughs> Check that out I'm that at, video, please. <laughs> like really proud of like this little video montage that I filmed with my Google Pixel. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's all there. If you want to buy anything, you have any, any questions, uh, that's the best place to hit me up. Uh, and please give me a follow on Instagram. Try and build a following there and always putting up some eye candy, get uh, some ideas. That's a really, the Instagram, if you've got like this idea of like, maybe I want a top, or I'm not sure why I want it though. The Instagram is a great place to go look at gal as a gallery of what other people have done. And honestly, most of what I end up doing is custom work anyways. Mm-hmm. Any of the, uh, any of the standard work that I've already done or any of the designs I've done have always just kind of inspired and sparked people to take it in different directions. Totally. And then uh, thank you so much, Andrew. This is a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to make it happen again. Get uh, maybe you and Emily on or maybe you know, I can squeeze my way under your show. Let's let's do it. Thank let's you so do much. it. That'd be super rad. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate you giving me the time. All right. Uh, take care. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye.